0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Hanover Bean Boy Stan. Okay, so let's talk about the Hanover Bean Boy. I don't know what that is. Hmm. He certainly sounds musical. Tell me a
0: little more about him. Well, I think... Loyal listeners will know that my diet includes a lot of beans. But
1: I think literally anyone right sharing a room with everyone sugar, on the bus yeah.
0: <laughs> with me knows <laughs> that my diet includes a lot of beans and I had a, you know, kind of a, a difficult you know, moral issue come up with my bean purchasing maybe about a year ago uh, when my wow. preferred brand of bean, Goya, it was revealed that the Goya corporation was, you know, donating money to some causes that i didn't agree with
1: right saving the whales right. i mean come on right no i'm how, how the fuck am i supposed to run my lamps thank you <laughs> what am i supposed to <laughs> carve my scribshaw into yeah. you know how important cribbage is
0: to me thank you nah some uh, shitty right-wing shit anyway yeah. so you know i'm looking for a new bean brand
1: and it's hard because if you're looking for a moral bean brand yeah first of all the free range label means almost nothing sure come to find out right yeah
0: no these beans are all in tiny bean cages
1: it's horrible they cut the beaks right off the beans Being force-fed pate yeah
0: you know of course I like looked to bushes but of course I heard that bushes did 9 11 so right that was out
1: that's what I've heard I've heard yeah I inferred it the pieces weren't adding up there's a youtube link i want you to watch nice woman at the flea market the other day i'm buying some jewelry from her Mm -hmm. she just happens to mention to the other person who's standing she says i don't believe in global warming the science just isn't there
0: (laughs) fair enough (laughs) i bet in the flea market scene you run across um fun opinions
1: yeah let's say it's an it's an autodidactic community people are doing their own reading go ahead jordan right
0: yeah so you know i've been using a store brand of bean for a while it's been okay it really hasn't been my thing is it the one the president would choose (laughs) right the president's choice it is uh, dr star okay i think it's supposed (laughs) to remind you of dr pepper yeah but it's beans i don't know the whole thing's confusing but then the other day, I saw staring back at me from the bean shelf, the bean boy of my dreams, Hanover, a brand I was not familiar with. And I dropped in the chat the mascot of the Hanover Food Corporation.
1: Okay, I'm opening up this little beanie boy. You want
0: to take a look at this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a look <laughs> at this fucking <laughs> fly ass
1: confident as fuck speaking of fucks he doesn't give any look at this bean boy first of all i want to note that you shared with me you know sometimes someone will share an image file directly Mm. you shared with me a search engine image search yes and this top photograph of the bean boy appears to be from his linkedin page (laughs) right yeah So if you want to network... He has an OnlyFans. (laughs) He's endorsed for Bean. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about... Yeah, maybe you
0: can describe
1: this. Let's talk about this little Beanie Buddy. He's got a big, flat straw hat, like a Quaker hat. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got what can only be described as a knife haircut, like a Mm -hmm. haircut that was cut with a Bowie knife or something. Right. Bowie knife? Bowie knife, maybe. How would you describe that knife?
0: I think that it's a knife that kind of plays with ideas of gender.
1: Right. The bean boy is, to some extent, GNC, Mm -hmm. I would say. The rosiness of his cheeks cannot be natural. So he's kind of playing with people's expectations about traditional bean masculinity. Right. He's wearing little suspendies so Mm -hmm. i think it's fair to assume that he's like uh what what would you say like a a mod a skinhead (laughs) (laughs) right you have you have to look at the colors of the laces on his boots right
0: (laughs) to tell if he's the good kind of skinhead or the bad kind of skinhead it was confusing when you started going to punk shows. Anyway. I'm
1: taking a look at his sweet little puss, and I think this I think this is the good this is an anti racist skinhead. Here. This is an anti racist skinhead, a real working class. He's also an anti skinheadedness skinhead with because these of long all his golden hair. locks. Yeah.
0: And I think I think I am Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but the expression on his face, would you agree with me that it is little stinker?
1: Yeah, I would say if he's asking a question here with his eyes and his little rosy cheeks and his and his little lippies, mm-hmm. he's asking, ain't I? Ain't I? You know I am. Ain't I? You know yeah. I am. You love me anyway with my sweet, juicy beans. Yeah.
0: If I finish my beans, can I have a candy? <laughs> <laughs> I love this little motherfucker so much. And I love his beans. The beans are great, by the way.
1: Nana lets me eat as many beans as I want.
0: One more story before bed.
1: (laughs) One more. One more story before bed, please.
0: (sniffs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now I regret even bringing this up. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just making bean noises. Try as I might. I was hoping that this bean boy had a like a backstory. Could not find any information on this fucking stud. This bean stud. Which was disappointing because, you know, and I'm sure there's like a whole Wikipedia entry for, you know, Toucan Sam and, right. you know, Cap and Crunch. But yeah, I mean, I think I just wanted to know the history of this bean boy. And I think the headcanon that I came up with is that he's kind of a like Stephen King child and can start fires with his mind. That seems about right. And yeah. he took control of the bean factory through fear.
1: Like he created an, a living nightmare for the previous owner of the bean factory. Right. Maybe the bean man or the bean couple who owned Mm -hmm. the factory previously picked him up at the side of the road because he looked lost. Right, exactly. But he had just killed his previous family. With fire. Mm Mm-hmm. From his mind. I mean, I wouldn't imagine that he immolated the bean couple immediately. No, he, like... My presumption would be... Terrorized them for a while. Yeah. Well, he initially integrated himself deeply into their lives to the point where they were, you know... They were working with social services to try and get the appropriate paperwork mm. and so forth. But yeah, I would say drip, drop, drip, drop, the madness creeped in mm-hmm. until ultimately they were immolated.
0: But again, this is not
1: through any official source.
0: This is just my headcanon. So, you know.
1: And again, those are drip drops of fire, not water. A lot of drip drops are <laughs> water. Right. These ones are fire. Flames. Liquid fire. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I want, you
0: know, we'll put out a photo of the Hanover Bean Boy on all our social media. And I just want to hear from listeners what mind powers do you think he possesses?
1: Yeah, that's great. I'd love to hear a little bit more narrative about the Bean Boy uh, that I don't already know. I think one possibility, and I'm throwing this out there, is he's not acting alone. He's fucking the girl from the Uts potato chips bags.
0: <laughs> okay, so so they're both are they do they both have the Jack disease where they're actually adults, Jesse? Because I oh yeah you know, no a hundred percent no they
1: are either they have the Jack disease or they're shapeshifters. That's but good. I would say they take the form of adorable children in order to ingratiate themselves into the homes of snack empresarios. Mm-hmm. Or impresaria.
0: Would you call a bean a snack?
1: I mean, I'm snacking on some beans right now, baby. Wow. <laughs> You've never roasted a garbanzo in your toaster oven, my friend? Mm,
0: I guess not.
1: Add a little prime rib seasoning. That's a high protein treat. That's okay. spectacularly good. Our guest on the program wandering away, by the way. <laughs> just as I was about to introduce her.
0: Regretting her choice to be on the show. What? Let's why don't we why don't we introduce her?
1: Introduce her. her. She's one of the stars of the super funny Fox television program, Welcome to Flatch. Uh, you might know her from her years-long acclaimed run on You're the Worst on FX. Uh, you might know her from feature films, from other television work. You might know her from going to my wife's parents' house one time in high school, and my father-in-law remembered that he had to clean up after her a lot. Aya Cash is our guest.
2: Wow. Wow. I'm just
1: look, I'm just spitting straight facts. Shots fired. He said he had to pick up your shirts behind that you left a trail of flannels behind you.
2: I mean, I have no memory of this, but it tracks. Yeah. I am I'm a mess. <laughs>
0: That's how nineties kids found our way around. We were going into the woods, we left a trail of flannels. And chokers. Yeah. Onks. <laughs> and green jelly CDs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now those shirts are worth $350 on grailed yeah. yeah
1: you know what people love to buy secondhand is like a nascar shirt or like like a dale earnhardt shirt or like a shirt with the camel cigarettes camel on it like one of the primary lanes of 90s retro fashion buying is just the most disgusting shit of our teenage years just something that a gross uncle would wear those are the most popular things to buy at a vintage store from 1996 other than Sade t-shirts Sade t-shirts which I support unequivocally
2: by the way, my first CD player was a Camel branded CD player because I collected the Camel Bucks <laughs> wow. from my mom's boyfriend who
0: smoked. In order, <laughs> you know, if, if mom's boyfriends are good for anything, it's Camel Bucks. Wow. Oh yeah,
2: I feel like half my wardrobe was I I was Camel Bucks.
0: All right, let's talk about that Camel Bucks CD player. What 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 was in it at the time? First CD player, first couple discs. What do you what are you getting?
2: Uh, my my first CD was was I think. I can't remember if it was Lauren Hill's first uh, album or if it was a Fuji's album. Lauren Hill was involved. I know that much
1: first of all, that's too high credibility. We're going to want to hear something more embarrassing.
2: oh, there's plenty embarrassing At the
1: very minimum we want to hear arrested development,
2: <laughs> but also, you got to think CDs. I didn't get a CD player till I was sixteen. Okay. So I had already culled my taste in order to be, you know, interesting and cool to boys. So I was already developed in that area, but all the, it's funny. Cause I just did bullseye <laughs> I, um, mm-hmm. talked a lot about music. I feel like most of the music that I would have been embarrassed by then I am no longer embarrassed by. So, you know.
1: yeah, I, you know what? I was in a store the other day, arrested development was not my first CD, but it was among my first CDs. My first mm-hmm. CD was dangerous, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. but I spent a long time being kind of embarrassed that when I was 12 or 13, Mm -hmm. I listened to that Arrested Development CD so many times. And I really focused on the fact that like 18 months later, I got the second Diggable Planets album and listened to that over and over. And that Mm -hmm. remains one of my favorite records. Mm -hmm. But other than occasionally prompting someone to say a game of horseshoes by saying a game of horseshoes and then say a game of horseshoes. I hadn't really listened to Arrested Development since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And I was in a store the other day and they played Tennessee, the great Arrested Development hit on the stereo. And I was like, uh-oh, I think I still like this. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm as corny as advertised because I think I actually just really like the Arrested Development song, Tennessee.
2: I uh, think I still know most of the words to Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It.
1: Oh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with how we do it. I'm just saying. Jordan, what was your first CD?
0: Boy, yeah, that's one where I can't quite put my finger on it, but I could probably tell you the first three one of them was... Hold
1: on. on. Did you have a CD, like, did your mom or dad have a CD player in like the stereo or were you the first CD person in the family? I
0: was the, yeah, first CD player in the house. So yeah, I had a tape collection. I had a pretty big tape collection. I think like you, Jesse, I think probably one of my first tapes was Michael Jackson, Dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, that was one of the first, like, I like a song because I saw the video after it premiered during an episode of the
1: simpsons yeah I mean that's how we all came to discover the joy of popular music sure yeah <laughs> it was through magic Johnson dancing i guess <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah I already had a little tape collection and then yeah like 13 14 maybe I wanted a I wanted a disc man with skip protection
1: oh wow because I was a big skipper I skipped everywhere I went yeah, and you were really fucking people up with I was, that. Yeah, super popular.
0: <laughs> they called me Barbie's sister because I was a skipper.
1: Right, thank you.
2: Yeah. I guess they they could, called I me
0: Gilligan because I was your friend. Gilligan's friend, yeah. yeah.
2: You guys just made the same joke at the same time. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, if there's another skipper joke we could have made, I, wa- I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of options.
1: Something about a baseball manager. Yeah, it might have worked.
0: Anyway, but yeah, I think my or my first couple were And yeah, and I think you guys tried to play embarrassing but you couldn't do it. Too credible. I think I got you. The Ace Ventura soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah, now we're talking. Because, yeah, I know. Like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh,
0: look at my... But like, and then you say a really like credible thing that everyone likes.
1: First of all, Arrested Development is not credible. Are they not? I brought up diggable planets. No, not in the slightest. I brought up diggable planets to rescue myself. There's no doubt about that. The only person here who listed credible records is Aya, who listed (laughs) two highly credible records in order to obscure... I guess probably just the Empire Records soundtrack or whatever oh, it was. I'm that... not
2: embarrassed at all by that. So that's okay. the difference: is that I'm... what's are some
0: hits on the Empire Records soundtrack? I really
2: need it, got to have it to get by. Sugar, <laughs> 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 come on, that's a great. They've yeah. guar on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there might be some guar on the Ace Ventura soundtrack too.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, you know, it might have been Cannibal Corpse. What was guar up to that they were? I mean, obviously they were wearing monster outfits and playing right. metal music but like what was guar's cultural impact circuit was it like because i had no idea i would have had no idea who guar was in 1994 yeah was it similar to like the george clinton revival of 1994 the guar thing in the Boy, early yeah I,
0: I think so i mean i think i think part of it is you know our generation I think a lot of our music came from movie soundtracks, right? Like there's the couple that everybody had, you know, everybody had the big CD wallet. You could probably count on Romeo plus Juliet being in there.
1: I certainly had the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Pulp Fiction
0: soundtrack. Yep, absolutely. And I think there's just like maybe if you need need a theatrical band to be in your movie for one scene so you can have a good soundtrack, you're going to pick. George Clinton slash Parliament or
1: Guar? Do you think that Guar didn't show up one day and that's why George Clinton's in PCU? Like originally no. <laughs> that was going to be a Guar based movie.
0: Right, yeah. Like who can we get that also says they're from space? <laughs> who can we get whose backstory includes being from space? David Bowie has moved on. Right. Hey, I think the audience would like to hear from Aya Cash what her memories of Jesse Thorne in high school are.
2: Wow. And Maya is my alternative name that I use for I said strangers. <laughs> oh, I heard Maya. Oh, sorry. Um, I'll take all.
0: <laughs> I was too busy uh, thinking of people who would have been on a
1: soundtrack in the nineties. I have, for Maya. context, I alluded to it, but
2: you already want to preface my 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 interpretation of you. <laughs>
1: Aya was a graduate of San Francisco School of the Arts, where I went to high school. She was one year behind me, Aya, I think. One or two. I can't remember. Yeah, and was also friendly with my wife, Teresa. We were all in the theater department together. I mean, the good news, Jordan, here, and I'll let Aya speak in a second, is that I definitely didn't do anything embarrassing in Mm. high school. I was kind of like one of the cool crowd. Mm. known for being and this is this might have been local slang in in san francisco but chillaxed Mm. i was known for how chill i was and not extra that would be hella
2: hella chillaxed yeah i
1: was hella chillaxed (laughs) (laughs) i'm very confident that i was embarrassing in high
2: school (laughs) i mean we've already established that i was a mess i so jesse and i weren't Uh, good friends by any means but friendly Mm -hmm. I think I said this to you last time I saw you which is that Jesse actually sort of called me out on being mean once and it really stuck with me (laughs) I was like to some girl I said why are you wearing two shirts are you cold (laughs) because she had like a tank top over her (laughs) her (laughs) t-shirt And Jesse was like, kids can be so mean. It's so cruel. (laughs) Jesse was like, maybe it's because, you know, it looks good on her. And I was like, oh, I just like said something to like have an opinion and like feel cool. And Jesse sort of just subtly was like, nah. And I really liked that. Cause I like to be, you know, talked down to. No, I, I really appreciate <laughs> it, it.
1: Later we got into FinDom or financial domination where <laughs> yes. she gave me all the passwords to all her bank accounts. Right. And mm-hmm.
2: still has them. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, may I? Yeah. <laughs> no, Jesse was, uh, I was describing you the other day. Actually. I was like, Oh, I'm going on this guy's podcast who I went to high school with. I was like, we weren't really friends. But I think that's because I was really into drugs and he wasn't. Like I don't know your drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt my interpretation of Jesse in high school was we were all trying to be other and artsy in some way. So that that we had in common. I feel like Jesse wore a lot of suits and ties and very like dapper in like a a sort of winking way. A little Paul Figgy. Mm-hmm. Tie it back to the show, Aya. Uh, I I work for Paul Feig right now. Talk about Flash. You haven't talked about the Flash. Flash. Talk about
1: the Flash. This is promotion.
2: And now I'm doing Guar.
1: Feig is actually texting us right now and it's just it's just whole blocks of the word flatch in capital letters
2: (laughs) the new guar song welcome to flatch
0: (laughs) flatch is what we call come i'm gonna flatch
1: (laughs) the story of welcome to flatch for folks who haven't seen it like the context for the sitcom is that Aya is in a small town, and she's a monster from outer space right. who's blasting <laughs> jizz all over everywhere.
2: Family friendly, PG, uh-huh. <laughs> PG. There's a
1: sort of nice. Will they? Won't they? Watch it with the kids.
2: It's a mockumentary, so yeah. the cum is blurred. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a co-viewing show. Co-viewing.
2: But I thought I thought you were kind of cool in that way that like when we watch high school movies, like. That's actually the cool kid, you know, like if if you do the movie of our school, you were the one who was like a little smarter, a little more together than everybody else who like maybe wasn't appreciated in the moment by the druggy kids, which Mm. is where I was. But like admiration for that. And I remember you being very into music. I I would be intimidated by your musical knowledge. So I mean, uh, I
1: knew all the lyrics to Tennessee and Mr. Wendell. (laughs) I was a regular Baba OJ.
2: No idea who that is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the old man that was inexplicably in Arrested Development. They just, it was like <laughs> gotcha. uh, 12 people. You weren't really sure what any of them except the main guy speech did, but one of them was just an old man who was there for his wisdom.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I If it's not like a painful, horrible story that you don't want to recount, what was your high school drug doing like?
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy.
0: Wait a minute. Yes, this is what we want. This is what we want. Daniel, no. <laughs> pump up the tears.
2: <laughs>
1: she might just be acting, Jordan. She's an actor.
2: Yeah. I'm so talented. My drug years were fantastic. I actually feel like I'm so happy. I'm so not that person anymore. I feel so glad that I did crazy shit that would have gotten me in trouble. My best friend. Actually said to me recently, she was visiting and she like started tearing up. She was like, I got you involved in some dangerous situations as a kid. And I've always felt like I need to apologize. So I was like, oh, thank you. It was amazing. We had so much fun.
1: <laughs> You're like, I do knife tricks all the time now.
2: Yeah. A little Russian roulette. A little. No, it was. I
1: met my husband doing blood sport. <laughs>
2: I don't know what that is. I'm just laughing uncomfortably.
1: You know, it's like a Jean-Claude Van Damme situation.
2: Oh, got it, got it. But yeah, I had a good time. I a lot of psychedelics, a lot of what the young people call Molly, which I think is E, mm, yeah. but I'm not totally sure it's the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, they're about the same. Is it like a camel and a dromedary? That's my feeling about about E and Molly. It's like a camel and a dromedary; they're they're adjacent, or like an Asian elephant and an African elephant.
0: I think, yeah, I think, yes, speed.
2: Yeah, I think speed is the the difference, maybe.
0: Mm, Yeah, ecstasy is or Molly is less strong than ecstasy, is my understanding. Okay, where does it? I guess I, I was a non-drug teen. Mm -hmm. I think it was, you know, a combination of like a little bit of religious fear, a little bit of regular fear, but also just like basically no one ever offered me drugs. Like it never really happened. Where does a d- drug teen get them?
2: By dating the drug dealer. Oh, that was my <laughs> mistake. <laughs> I should have been dating Chad. <laughs> Jesse probably knows who I'm talking about.
1: He told me one time about boxing i was like how can you box he was an amateur boxer and i was like how can you box it's it sounds awful like what there's so many other things you could do you just do sit-ups or whatever you know and he looks at me almost almost pityingly <laughs> this young man sweet young man looked at me almost pityingly and said only the first punch hurts
2: That sounds like something he would say. (laughs) I
1: was like, "All right, fair enough." (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think we should not. There weren't a lot. Let's just say,
1: at School of the Arts in San Francisco, not a lot of amateur boxers who aspired to be firemen but were, at the time, drug dealers. That was a small community, a small set of Venn diagrams at San Francisco School of the Arts.
2: He was also the captain of the wrestling team for another school, even though, because we didn't have sports at our... He's a real high
0: achiever. (laughs) (laughs) He owns a business,
2: drug dealing.
1: (laughs) Plays a sport at a school he doesn't go to. The real answer to your question, Jordan.
2: And now he's my husband,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mitt Romney. (laughs) I I happen to be married to my girlfriend from that school. So (laughs) wait, I
2: want to know if my my interpretation of you was remotely from like. Did you do drugs? Were you I was straight doing, I was on were horse. Were-
1: yeah, I mean, I was
2: <laughs> yes, st- strung the
1: fuck out. When you recorded your best jazz albums. I was stealing from my nana to buy junk, you know. That was I had to look for new places to shoot up. No, I mean, I was just as terrified as Jordan about almost anything. And I didn't really have it together. I mean, that's the other thing. <laughs> like I I think at our high school there were so many fuck ups. Yeah, different kinds of fuck ups that my particular brand of fuck uppery, which involved never doing any homework and barely getting, you know, a B minus average in a school where literally showing up gave you a C plus average. That was my my primary mode of fuck uppery. But yeah, I didn't have any fun or anything. I didn't do anything cool or interesting. Other than.
2: Teresa. <laughs> other than Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, nice. that's true. Good one. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I did have a few girl, cute girlfriends culminating in The Perfect Wife, but but that was about the only success that I achieved. I mean, like Jordan, one of the re- the reality of our high school is this. Our high school was full of really talented people in a variety of fields, you know, like There were really gifted painters, really incredible singers and musicians. Like lots of people went on to people went to Juilliard and and RISD and all those kind of places. You know what I mean? And then there were other people such as myself who just like had it together enough to pass an audition when they were 13, like a certain set of whatever the field was, just a certain set of projecting competence that could slide you in in the theater department it was very important that i was a dude like they had to get something like there was always more girls than boys but like they had to have something like gender parity and there's just a real shortage of dudes that are auditioning for theater school at 14 and or 13 so the like the real thing that was going on was Aya was talented and I was not. <laughs> That's the real, like there were some really talented people at our school, you know, like there are people who are not professional actors now who I know were were really talented. But yeah, that Aya was good. I mean, she, w- the, don't get me wrong, <laughs> there's was she a lot standing? Of, wait,
2: there's a lot of really talented people who didn't make it in this industry. And Aya was, Aya was good. She was, yeah. she was fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's fine. Look, and she
2: made it. And that is the story of Hollywood.
1: I mean, would you even say that you made it, Aya? Let's be frank.
2: Excuse me. I have, I'm Aya no longer a it. waitress.
1: has made it to an extraordinary extent. But like truly, there were people like Aya who were there because they were talented. And there were people like me who were there because they knew they'd get their ass beat every single day at the high school by their house.
2: That's why I actually auditioned for acting. My mom was like, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you because you're so small. So go to the arts high school. What do you want to do?
1: Yeah, I was very small and somewhat sullen, I would say. Those are <laughs> definitely not always sullen, sometimes bubbly, but but often sullen.
0: I want to hear from Aya and I like always like, you know, when we talk to somebody who was involved in high school theater, what you're like. What your big roles were in high school? What were your what were your big triumphs on the stage, on the school auditorium boards?
2: I don't remember doing a single actual play. I remember Jesse actually in. Not Mother Courage, a Brecht play.
1: Oh, the Three Penny Opera.
2: Three Penny Opera. I remember Jesse in that. And I remember seeing that play and being like, theater's amazing. (laughs) I don't remember being in anything. I am transformed. (laughs) I am transformed. And I think I remember Little Shop as well. I don't remember being in anything. I remember the Shakespeare competitions. And I remember doing a monologue from Midsummer Night's Dream, thinking I was doing a drama. And everyone started laughing. And I didn't, I didn't know that I was being funny. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was a real revelation. I was like, oh. <laughs> Had you just memorized
1: it phonetically, like Gerard Depardieu in My Stepfather the Hero?
2: Basically. <laughs> I And also, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great. My yeah.
1: Father the Hero? Maybe it's My Father the Hero. Don't ask My Father me. the Hero. At Jordan Jesse going was Twitter. he like
2: maybe like why am I now thinking he was like maybe like oh they were pretending to sleep together like dad and daughter right
1: the daughter was Catherine Heigel this much I know
2: yeah and I think that it was really creepy he was like pretending to be her her lover so she could attract <laughs> the attention I mean of it turned out a boy
1: it turned out that like Gerard Depardieu is just a chill cool guy so it must have Who just doesn't been, want to pay taxes. Yeah, it's just a really chill guy, not insane at all. Yeah, uh, not completely off his gourd, and basically like uh, looking at everyone else around him like they're one of those fully dressed turkeys on a desert island. Only it's one of those bottles of booze with the X's on it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Gerard
0: Depardieu He's would drunk
1: big drunk. Yeah, just carries around a jug of wine.
0: Aya, did you start like auditioning for professional stuff like while you were in high school, like right after you got out or did it did yeah. it, like come a little bit later?
2: They used to come to our school to to audition people a little bit because we oh. were a performing arts high school. So I didn't have an agent or anything, but I did get cast in an industrial Ooh. called Immunization Day. <laughs> 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 it was, oh gosh, now the, all the anti-vaxxers are going to come for me. It's um,
1: Immunization day is here and it's all about control.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, but also contemporary topics, uh, pay parity. Uh, the guy was getting $300 and I was only offered 150 And what? my father- my father negotiated it up, so I got three hundred dollars. It was Heck like yeah. a four-day shoot, and um, that was my my first quote-unquote professional job. And I just remember I had to be like, "Get immunized!" Like I kept doing the wrong, like the <laughs> wrong, the wrong emphasis. Uh, get hey, immunized. Like I'm sorry,
1: I memorized this phonetically, like <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Depardieu and my father, the hero.
0: Hey, uh, Aya, can we? Can we talk to immunization girl? Is here? immunization girl Is here, she here right here? now? Can we
1: Are talk to around? her? Is she
0: here? Is she available We'd to speak to We just love to talk to her.
2: I'm 14 and I didn't get the Noxema commercial because I wasn't pretty in the traditional way. <laughs> but you should get immunized.
0: Wow. 300. Wow. Where did where did I go? <laughs>
1: is the official is the official amount to get paid for semi-professional entertainment work. Mm -hmm. Like $300 is the amount of money I got paid for both of the local television commercials in which I acted, and the amount of money I got paid to host each episode of the television show I hosted.
2: (laughs) But that was a lot of money for us back then. I also got paid yeah. $100 to be an elf at a Mannheim steamroller concert and met my college boyfriend. So, wow. uh, <laughs>
1: okay, why didn't we start with this?
2: I've had many jobs.
1: I got paid $300 to be an elf at a Guar Christmas concert.
2: <gasps> that would have been amazing. <laughs> I wish that wasn't a joke. How do
1: you get the elf job? Do they just send out a casting notice for people under five foot five? <laughs>
2: no i think it was again theater school i was in college in minneapolis and they were like hey would you do you want to make a hundred bucks and then i ended up going on a date with the guy leading around a snowman because you couldn't see out of the snowman costumes
0: so he was just a
1: snowman like tender
2: (laughs) yes he was like in all black like i'm not here i'm just a shadow but like also let me help you pee (laughs) i'll
1: hold your snow dick (laughs) it's a carrot (laughs) a corn got vibe. Both those would be pretty funny. Are you writing your name in your colleague? <laughs> right.
2: I wasn't a sexy elf either. It was like a full skirt to the floor, like red nose kind of vibe. Which Don't be presumptuous attracted-
1: about what we find sexy, Aya.
2: Oh, that's true. I mean, my college boyfriend.
0: I've, I'm pretty turned on by the idea of helping a snowman pee, honestly. <laughs>
2: Is making me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about our show, <laughs> <laughs> I wait, wait. So what, what did you do at the Mannheim steamroller concert? Like what did what did the how did the elf factor into the concert?
2: We just walked around in intermission. Like okay, we just... were we were set dressing. It was really it was really modeling. Like okay. I could say I was a model, maybe back in the like I like I did like modeling.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you spent the hundred bucks on?
2: No, probably drugs. Still doing drugs at that okay, point. Drugs,
0: okay,
1: yeah,
2: drugs. drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. Were you doing
1: new drugs? Are the same drugs? Or
2: mostly just the psychedelics and and the weed.
1: Oh yeah, uh, the weed. Blazing <laughs> trees, ah, uh, the
2: weed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've look. I've never used psychedelics, but. My wife, Teresa, once had a really nice talk with Jesus who told her that she was doing a good job. And since that happened 15 to 20 years ago, I have thought, it sounds nice. If Jesus is going to give you a pat on the back, that's what you're looking for, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, it depends. I mean, as a Jew, I feel like that would be really... fuck! (laughs) Shit! I did it all wrong. (laughs) Oh
1: man! (laughs) Oh oh, Nana! I kind of knew it. I kind
0: of knew it the whole time. (laughs) Hey, uh, you guys want to uh, have a little chat with
1: Jesus and then come back for more? We'll be back in just a second. On Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. First of all, I want to open this segment with a big thank you to the members of Maximum Fund. I don't know if you saw this, Jordan. Hmm. Members of Maximum Fund, who participated in our patch sale at the end yes. of the Max Fund drive, raised over $50,000 for Trans Lifeline.
0: I Isn't did they cool? see that. I did see that. That was awesome. Uh, MaxFun really does have the best fans in all of the internet. The internet,
1: it's mostly bad, but not the yeah. MaxFun part. It's good. I would encourage people, whether or not you're a MaxFun member, you can donate directly to Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline is a very cool organization. They are trans-run. It is like peer- crisis assistance. So both mental health crises, and they also provide direct support for things like legal costs for name changes. For example, trans people in the United States, one of the one of the most at risk of any demographic group for, for violence, for poverty, for political violence, all these different things. Trans Lifeline does direct support by trans people for trans people. So whether you are trans or cis, you can go to translifeline.org and make a donation. Man, nothing feels better than writing a $50,000 check to charity, especially one as wonderful as Translifeline. We're also supported this week by the folks over there at Stitch Fix. Oof, I got my Stitch Fix box this
0: week, Jesse. Oh, what did you get? Okay, here's what Stitch Fix does you go online take a little quiz you tell them what kind of clothes you like what you're looking for you tell them about your sizes and every so often they'll send you a box of curated stuff i told my stitch fix stylist that i was looking for something for cold weather it's getting a little colder Mm -hmm. here in la and i wanted some some jeans that were a non-traditional color these are the kinds of things you can tell your stitch fix stylist sent me a beautiful burgundy sweater that I've been enjoying all week. It's been keeping me nice and toasty. It looks great. And also they sent me green jeans. Green jeans. Oh, so
1: you're Mr. Mr. Green Jeans now. No, no. I'm Mr. Morris, but the jeans, they're green. (laughs) (laughs) What's cool about the box is if there's anything you don't like, you can send it back and they like Jordan, I hate returning things. It stinks. It makes my skin crawl because it seems like it's so hard and so much work. I have had this broken SSD drive that I bought from a major internet retailer in the passenger seat of my car waiting for me to take it to Whole Foods for the last three weeks so I could return it. In the Stitch Fix box, there's just a bag in there. You throw your crap in there and dump it in the mail and it works. It is the most delightful return experience I've ever had. So anything that doesn't work for you, You just dump it in the bag and send it out. If you keep everything, you get a discount. And if you want, you don't even have to sign up for boxes. They'll make a little store for you so that you don't have to sweat whether the stuff is going to be your style or whether the stuff is going to fit you. It's a wonderful service. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. That's
0: stitchfix.com slash jjgo
1: for $20 off today.
0: stitchfix.com slash jjgo.
1: We're also supported this week by the folks at Trade Coffee. Jordan, my wife is a coffee fiend. Mm Mm-hmm. She was also raised Catholic and feels bad about almost any gift she might get Mm -hmm. and also doesn't like things. So every year I find myself thinking, what am I going to get for Teresa? What am I going to get for Teresa? And the answer always is coffee because Mm. that is the pleasure of her life. That is the thing that Teresa actually truly will be happy to get. And trade is the perfect place for me to get it because It is a coffee service that is going to personally tailor coffee to your tastes from roasters, specialty roasters all over the country. You can send just a digital code. You don't even need to get a physical thing. You just get a code, send it to the special loved one who loves coffee, whether they're a fancy pants coffee snob or a regular coffee joe, a regular joe joe like my friend Jordan Morris.
0: Yeah, I definitely just for most of my coffee drinking life have just kind of been very happy with grocery store coffee. But then I started using Trade and it's really kicked my mornings up a notch. I love the coffee that Trade sends me. It's like exactly what I like. These are small independent roasters. So, you know, you're getting it from a good place. I think, yeah, if the person in your life who you need a gift for is uh, coffee crazy, if they like notes, this is the perfect gift for them. But also, if you know somebody who just kind of drinks grocery store stuff and you want to stoke them out, trade coffee would also be great for that particular person. Treat yourself or the coffee lover in your life with trade coffee. Right now, trade is offering our listeners a total of thirty dollars off a subscription and access to limited time holiday specials at drinktrade.com slash jjgo. That's drinktrade.com slash jjgo
1: for thirty dollars off drinktrade.com slash jj go. I want to mention before we go, you know I have the put this on chop at putthisonchop.com where I so I'm mm-hmm. not just pocket squares. Some people think it's just pocket squares and stuff, but all kinds of gift items for men and women, vintage and antique things, beautiful things, funny things, charming things. Gremlins 2 trading cards. All I put this on shop.com. Lately, we've been moving a lot of stuff on our Instagram at put.this.on. So if you're on Instagram, go follow me and put this on there at put.this.on and and check the stories because we're pretty much every day there's cool new stuff in there that is going to be a perfect gift for somebody in your life literally every single thing is going to be a perfect gift for somebody in your life it's just how it works jordan
0: yeah buy one person everything in the store (laughs) make them feel weird
1: (laughs) yeah if you're that one youtube guy where your whole thing is how much money you can spend but you're somehow became the most popular youtube guy on the internet just buy all the shit from my store give it to one person yeah (laughs) come on that guy and you know what this also applies to that one YouTube guy with the, the English guy who looks at the the outdated technology. Yeah. Techmoan. Techmoan. <laughs> Ret and Link, buy everything in my store. The
0: Sekiro speedrunners. Sekiro no-hit speedrunners.
1: <laughs> Look, if you're making lore videos for one of yes. Jordan's favorite games, he's got a PlayStation, I think. What are you on, a PlayStation?
0: I'm on a PlayStation. I'm a Sony man.
1: If you're doing any PlayStation lore... I guess PlayStation lore would be like, how come they have shapes instead of letters on the buttons?
0: You know, you got to set
1: yourself apart somehow. It's put dot this dot on Instagram, and I'm going to be in person in South Pasadena at the South Pasadena Vintage Flea Market on December 17th. Last time I did that, several Jordan mm. Jesse Go listeners stopped by. I'll be there vending in person, so come say hello that that afternoon. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessego. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart.
0: Jordan Morris, boy
1: detective.
2: And it's Aya, the bowl is cashed.
1: Oh, because she loves drugs, Jordan. (laughs) This young woman is a druggie.
2: Uh, High school. That's what people's create. I can't take credit for that brilliant name. That is definitely coming from the students at uh, San Francisco School of the Arts circa 1996.
1: Because you were blazing down everyone's J's. You were taking care of everybody's...
2: I mean, I smoked a lot of weed and watched boys play video games. Not to brag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I played a lot of video games, so <laughs> there's something we kind of have in common. I didn't know we were using our high school nicknames. Let's well, we'll uh, let's let's intro the show again. I'll use mine.
1: Okay, but I don't know if I had it. I mean, I would probably know if I had a high school nickname. It was a hundred percent something that people were using behind my back like dipshit or something
2: (laughs) i think you were so well i wish we could make jokes but you were very well liked mr jesse the tie thorn
1: i don't know (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna presume it was dipshit so i'm uh jesse dipshit thorn
0: jordan diarrhea crybaby (laughs) warris
1: the diarrhea hurt
0: it was painful (laughs) diarrhea
1: yeah i mean especially afterwards if you don't get cleaned up appropriately yeah and i never did Painful. You're still soiled. Yes.
0: I've been soiled <laughs> since I was 13.
2: I just had this whole debate with my neighbor. He was like taking his kid on the subway and they saw poop on the subway. And he was hmm. like, the kid was like, what's that? And he said, that's poop. And the kid's like, is that on purpose? And he said, I don't know. And then he was like, you know, but if you had to like go to the bathroom, you couldn't hold it. And it was really bad. Like, then wouldn't you rather poop on the subway than in your pants? And I was like, no, I would absolutely shit my pants rather than take my pants down, expose my (laughs) genitals and shit in the middle of a subway car. Like one is a Mm -hmm. newsworthy event and uh-huh. the other is a slightly embarrassing sure. moment. And I'm just curious, like, would you shit your pants mm. or would you take them down and let loose? Great
1: question. Your suggestion Great here question. is that were you to take your pants down and shit in the subway. Obviously, someone did. Yeah. And we didn't hear about them in the news. But you're thinking there's something special about Aya Cash, star of Welcome to Flatch, that would make you... The new pizza rat, or whatever.
2: No, I actually think this is about gender. I think this is this is mm-hmm. a, this was clearly mm-hmm. a man
0: mm-hmm. who yeah, right. who
2: pooped because men are also much more comfortable going right. to the bathroom in public in general because it's easier sure. because of the mm-hmm. appendage.
0: Yeah, I guess pooping on the subway is a really extreme kind of man spreading. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I'll give you space if you shit next to me. I definitely won't be like elbowing you out of the way.
1: For reasons that I can't quite recall specifically, I did once poop in an alley. Mm. I think I told the story on this show. It was a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago, but I did poop like in an alley or something one time, but it was a, it was a relatively private alley. It was like behind a convenience store that I had hoped would be open and have a bathroom. Mm. But I think that's the, that's the closest I've ever come. I think that's the only time I've ever done that activity outside of the confines of a bathroom or possibly a couple times on a camping trip. You know, I don't think I've ever even wiped my butt with leaves, which I think is something that you do on camping trips. I'm not an expert at butt wiping. I really have a hard time with that. <laughs> it's so painful. That's why they call me diarrhea crybaby. Hey, aw, man. <laughs> Steal my nickname.
2: Do you have a bidet?
1: I used to have a bidet and it was spectacular, but there's no outlet near my toilet right now. So I'm I, I'm trying to decide whether to get one of those manual ones or I literally have considered what if I had the electrician put an outlet. Buy my toilet so I could have a bidet because I loved the bidet so much.
2: I feel like if you're a podcaster, you have a bidet because like they sponsor things. You've never had a bidet sponsor. Yeah. No. All these years. I've got mattresses. I couldn't get a mattress. I tried to use my social media following to get a mattress once back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just gave you the... Pfft.
2: I was like, everybody's getting these mattresses. You don't even
0: get to use the coupon code. You're paying full price.
2: Oh, no. They gave me $100 off. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah,
1: (laughs) You're like, for $100, I would buy it, but not for $100 off. I'll pay the shipping.
0: Find that shit on the street. Thank you. A lot of good mattress. A lot of good mattresses on the street.
2: Absolutely. Perfectly
0: good mattresses.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of fun little critters. And I'm gonna
2: get a bed bug tattoo. If it's yeah. good <laughs> enough
1: for bed bugs, it's good enough for me. Thank you. You know they're looking for somewhere warm and cozy, just like I am. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah, I think if it was a subway car, I think it would end up inside my pants. And then I would desperately try and go to a horrific nightmare bathroom in a subway station to throw away as many of my clothes as I could while still making it home without being arrested.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, this is something that, you know, we're going to get into it, which I think we should. Mm-hmm. Something I've been People work-
1: love this universally. Exactly. It doesn't People alienate anyone. This.
0: You know, something I that I've been working on in therapy is the fact that I think sometimes I ignore my own needs because I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to, like, be a bother to people. So sometimes I, you know, internalize things. I don't, like, ask for help. And so, yeah, I think that would lead me to just shitting in my pants on the subway. Mm -hmm. That instinct.
1: Whereas. I think. Three years from now, five years from now, if Mm -hmm. you continue on the path that you're on, you know, this kind of Mm self-actualization through therapy, you would finally find yourself in a position to ask an old woman to help you shit in the subway car. Right. Just drop trow and drop drop a turd. Sure. Jesus Christ. Why am I so comfortable with cum spray, but I'm so uncomfortable with poops? We're humans are complicated. Yeah, we're complicated complicated. creatures. You know, it's appropriate that you bring this up, Aya, because for many years on this program, we have been celebrating momentous occasions with our audience. And sometimes those momentous occasions are shameful, in which case they are moments of shame. Uh, Someone has called in a moment of shame for us, and Daniel's about to play it.
0: Hey, guys. I've got a moment of shame here. I'm a music teacher, and I teach online. And today I sat down to teach uh, with my brand new classic trash t shirt. And it's a little chilly where I live, so put on a, uh, you know, like a jean shirt over the top of it. And I start my Zoom class. My student asks, uh, d- Does your shirt say ass rash?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So no cardigans with this one. Love the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Hey! Shout out to our classic trash T-shirt.
0: Yes, uh, for your for your information, we love to celebrate on this show. Classic trash. We're talking, uh, you know, tin can with the floppy top, banana peel, apple core. Classic mm-hmm. trash. And we made a T-shirt. And I I guess. And uh, Daniel is saying that there's a shared photo here in the chat. I guess that if you cover up the right parts of this classic trash shirt it does in fact uh read as ass rash uh yeah which we I think we also like to celebrate i think as we mentioned we're we're uh, big fans of <laughs> shitting in your pants and what what causes an ass rash like a pants
1: shitting what is a podcast if not saying words mm-hmm. what is an ass rash if not pants shitting with the result of a thorough pants shitting
0: so yeah i just want to you know congratulate the listener and uh yeah i mean i think if you're out there and you have an ass rash be proud of it i think it's something that you know people might be ashamed of it may be hard to talk about in public but um yeah i think it's i think it's beautiful love a love a nice red ass that's why i
1: love baboons so much At (laughs) at the end of the day jordan there's nothing wrong with asking a little old lady on the subway if she's got some hydrocortisone. Yeah. <laughs> help you me. You know, Yeah, you don't have to internalize that. And people like to help. They like to,
0: you know, I think that's the reason you should feel okay asking for help is that, you know, people like, you know, they like to feel useful. They like the connection. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're on the subway and you're feeling a little bit itchy, don't think twice.
1: I, you're a professional actor. You're pretty well known. You know, you you run a long-running acclaimed program on FX. You run the boys as Stormfront. You're now on Welcome to Flatch with Sean William Scott, and a also as Stormfront, weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> as Stormfront, <laughs> which is an odd addition to, in the American adaptation of the original British program. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they added that satirical supervillain character from the show the boys but you know it makes a lot of sense
2: well every town has a nazi as we're learning
1: (laughs) it's true a nazi with superpowers mm -hmm. i'll say this i you're pretty well known i think that you could probably get a psa put together on this subject because there's probably a lot of people out there with rashes on their asses who are afraid to ask other subway passengers, if they have any hydrocortisone. Right.
2: I feel like we do it in the style of the, this is your brain on drugs, PSA, right? Oh, Like yeah. really serious.
1: Where mm, you put your ass in a frying pan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to scald it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: to scald it.
2: Or to stop the itch. I mean. Oh, yeah. What will you do? hmm But like a really serious, really like sort of sepia toned.
1: can i suggest something here yeah we're obviously we're targeting millennials here
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, jordan included
2: but the 90s are back for gen z as well so that's
1: a really good point that's a great point they're huge so yeah in the commercial you definitely should do that thing where the top button of your blue jeans is unbuttoned and the waistband is rolled down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah i think given that we're targeting millennials if i could suggest sort of like a direction to go with this it's about shame, right? So you say, Hi, I'm Millennial Celebrity Aya Cash, Stormfront from the Boys. And Yeah, I,
2: I'm still I'm still one where you need to add I'm still a where? Who? Oh, from oh, there. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I hear cool. it's great. I've been meaning to it's watch it. Oh, there's, so, I, much oh. there's so,
0: much, so, so much TV. There's
1: so much, so much TV. Can I much. suggest let's suggest this. Yeah. Yes. Hi. I'm Aya Cash. Mm-hmm. You might have recognized me in a movie that you went to a screening of because you're a public radio host. Maybe a Mike Birbiglia movie. And you were probably excited because you're like, oh, shit, there goes Aya Cash from high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I would suggest.
2: She's got a baby in a bar.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you say, hi, I'm I'm Aya Cash from Welcome to Flatch. If you're a millennial like me, you might have a problem with ass rash. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it might be causing you shame, but despite the fact that you're a millennial, you don't have to eat the shame of ass rash because millennials love eating ass. Mm -hmm.
2: Don't rim job your ass rash.
1: Don't rim job your ass rash, rash. avocado toast, you're home buying.
2: Right. Horoscopes are back. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah p.s i'm a witch <laughs> <laughs> uh, crystal i don't know mm-hmm. rocks have magic powers gotta go <laughs> <laughs> so on our program we have been asking our audience to write and record vocal versions of the classic looney tunes factory song powerhouse bah, 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 da, 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 that one Mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of our listeners already know this, but there was one Looney Tunes show with little baby Looney Tunes that was not Tiny Toon Adventures where they wrote lyrics to the song. We learned about this after the call out. But the reality is, those those lyrics were half ass and sucked, it's and those really people good. should quit it's, the business. It's, it's the, cute. It's fine. The people who wrote the just lyrics, those people who wrote the lyrics reason. should get out of the business. It's a weird glitch. I don't There's know. There's plenty it comes of people from. who it's actually it's are going really to put some heart and effort into it's one really of these cute. things and not just shit out a fucking garbage thing because it's baby Bugs Bunny or whatever the fuck. It's totally fine. It's cute. So. We asked people to call in and we've had a problem lately, which is that there's a lot of people like uh, regular Jordan, Jesse go listener Hunter who have been recording complex versions of this song with absolutely nothing about Rick Moranis or any of the cast members of SCTV. Now, some would argue that's a requirement that we added much later, far into this call to action. But I don't think that's relevant here. I think at the end of the day, it's something, even if you hadn't heard us say it, you should have anticipated, we wanted to hear something about the Canadian comedy troupe, SCTV. So Daniel, I—I I, God knows I hope that this one is about an SCTV cast member, ideally Rick Moranis. Go, go ahead and press play. So far, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. Yes, yeah, rules. Rick Moran, I'm upgrading Thomas it to a 12.
2: I'm having an ecstasy Hara, like flashback. Levy, and Moran, this, day,
0: Candy, Levy, and this is just Larry, a list of the cast members, but I like it.
1: Okay, I'm starting to become mesmerized, so it's a good time to fade it out, but I'm going to go ahead and say that not only is this good, I am so happy that I did Ecstasy before this yeah. show. <laughs> like, is fucking hitting so hard right now. Fucking... I am eating Vips Vapo Rub and having a tremendous sure. time here at the home studio.
2: I love Vips.
0: Oh. I'm wearing a wolf hat.
2: <laughs> I've got my candy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Plur, <laughs> that's something. I were
1: you were you raving with was that was that the context for your ecstasy use in high school?
2: Yes, it was.
1: Did you have special rave pants?
2: Uh no, like I couldn't afford Jankos or whatever, like the big, like fancy pants. Wear. So I I still was just like.
1: Too much yardage.
2: Yeah. And I wore a cape to school. So I feel like <laughs> it, there wasn't a big transition from like school to rave.
1: Hey, Jordan, you, you would have guessed that between me and Aya, the one who wore a cape to school was Aya, right? Hey, listen, I think <laughs> probably the thing that unites all three
0: of us. And we're three very <laughs> different people. Sure. Is that we probably all wore a cape to high school. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely had a couple of cape days.
2: Were you a black, like a black gothy cape? Like a British vampire type? Uh,
1: Reproduction Batman? Great
0: question. No, I think I was a like, you know, drama club goofball. So Mm -hmm. was Mike. It was probably something, I think we did a lot of like wearing stuff to school from the like costume closet. So, you know, top hat, you know, civil war jacket, etc., mm-hmm. kilt because we were <laughs> a little bit random. We were kind of random. Totally random. Totally random. Totally random.
2: And now Harry Styles is taking it all. Right, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> what I what I wore to school and got teased for, Harry Styles <laughs> is being praised for. Ain't that always the way?
1: This is a classic Jordan Jesse Go subject, but did you ever have bowling shoes? Mm.
2: I still have bowling shoes. <laughs> yes. I may even have some sort of collection of bowling shoes <laughs> or shoes that look like bowling shoes but have rubber, regular bottoms. <laughs> I love the 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 tongue of a bowling I love the the laces of a bowling shoe and the mm-hmm. Yeah. You're
1: concerned about marking.
2: I'm concerned about marking. I like a little, like, eek, as I walk.
1: Uh huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. You like a little slide in your step.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you like to eat shit on the stairs by your locker.
2: <laughs>
0: it's, uh, yeah. Something that happened to me.
2: Well, I love to play victim. So, yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> ah! My shoes are too slippery. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I never had bowling shoes. I should have thought about it. Too chicken shit to steal them. Had to settle for f- vintage Florsheim long wings. Uh, you know what? I uh, I still have a lot of vintage Florsheim long wings. So <laughs> we basically haven't changed. At least Jordan grew up and became successful and cool, and he's got that reading glasses T-shirt he's wearing right now. It's really cool. It's true. It's a sweatshirt.
2: And I stopped doing drugs.
1: And you stopped doing <laughs> <laughs> drugs. We're all
0: doing okay.
1: We're all doing okay. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, la, la.
0: I'm sure you've noticed how
1: giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food, our news, or even the shows we enjoy.
0: The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area.
1: We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically
0: only about that. The Greatest Generation. The show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek and the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every
1: episode in order. So subscribe to the Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. La 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 la. Hi, it's Kevin from MaxFun HQ. This year for Giving Tuesday, we're inviting you to a super fun tarot event. It's got some of your favorite Max Fun hosts, and it's for a great cause. Join Depression Mode's John Moe, Carrie Poppy of Ono Ross and Carrie, Stuart Wellington from The Flophouse, Tom Lum from Let's Learn Everything, and Ellen Weatherford of Just the Zoo of Us. Your suggested $10 donation supports National Casa GAL and their work advocating for kids in foster care. That's this Giving Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out MaximumFun.org slash events for more information and tickets to The Tarot Show with John Moe. La, la, la,
2: la, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart.
0: Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: I, uh, cash hawk. I'm just changing them every time. I hope that's okay. I want more than one nickname.
0: That's reasonable.
1: I just got a message, Aya, on my phone from Paul Feig. Mm. It says that he's going to beat me up if I don't ask you what Sean William Scott is really like. Which is, I mean, Feig used to be pretty chill, but he carries a cane around now. So I think he could take me.
2: Well, I'll tell you what Sean William Scott is like is he impersonates Paul Feig on social media to harass oh, and wow. try to get publicity for himself, which is, wow. I've told him it's... Can't Elon put a stop to this? It's inappropriate. Well, he only, he has the one check mark, not the two check marks. Because oh, now okay, there's two, okay. but yeah. maybe one. I don't know. I'm not on Twitter. Sure. Good call. But yes. So he's only once verified
1: Okay. Is that why I'm looking at Paul Feig's Twitter right now and next to his name, there's just a drawing of a dick, like a line drawing of a dick?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, is no, that... that one's Paul.
1: That's Paul. Okay, <laughs> great. Got it.
2: And Sean William Scott is probably the most like his character of anyone on Flatch. Mm-hmm. I would say that is, that is a representation.
1: <laughs> hey, his character, we were talking about this in a break, but like anytime Sean William Scott shows up in something... It's sort of like Patrick Warburton showing up in something where I'm like, you know what? This is going to be great. I'm going to really like this. Like, he's just one of those people that I'm always happy to see on screen. And his character on Welcome to Flatch is a sweet priest, a cute sweet priest. And that's an unusual move for Sean William Scott. But... It's him very well.
2: Yeah, and he is very much like that in person. He is very sweet and very warm and known for being essentially on the show in a boy band as a, a young person. And of course, Sean is known for American Pie. So it's a funny <laughs> thing to see like him.
1: Yeah. And Sean Williams Scott in real life, extraordinarily chaste, known for his chastity <laughs> mm-hmm. and for findom. Those are the two. I've got all of his bank account passwords, Jordan. And I, you know, I let him, I let him use the money. It's not, right, but on my terms, Sure, that's the arrangement. Yeah. It happens on my terms. Got it. Got to check with daddy first. Yeah. Well, I thank you for taking the time to be on Jordan, Jessica. It's always nice to see you. We're always so proud of your extraordinary success and it is all earned, You're so great on Welcome to Flatch. You've been so great in everything that I've seen you in. And I'm always like, fuck yeah. Way to go, Aya from School of the Arts. Showing and proving. Making me look good by my vague association uh, that you once left a lot of flannel shirts in my wife's parents' house. In each room as you passed, He said, as you as passed through each room, he would go into the room you had previously been in and pick up some clothes that you had left there and bring them to you in the new room that you were in.
2: Yes. Well, first of all, I like to get naked at other people's houses. But secondly. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you had done a lot of ecstasy. Sure. Before you went over to the Hosfeld home right. in Mill Valley.
0: So hot in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Well, I just want to say, since you just gave me a lot of nice things, I just want to say in Guar voice, Mm -hmm. Jesse, you're amazing. I can't believe you made a career out of talking. It's (laughs) fucking cool.
1: I can't believe this is a job, whatever the fuck it is that you do. You're an inspiration.
0: I hope you get a free bidet. (laughs) The (laughs) shoot's (laughs) come.
1: Jordan Jesse Go, produced by Daniel Zaffron. Our producer emeritus is Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. You should watch Aya on Welcome to Flatch. It is a delightful program. It is on the Fox Network on Thursdays at 9, 8 central. You can also find it streaming on streaming services. Which one is it? It's on Hulu, right?
2: Hullo. Hullo. Okay. Hulu. Hulu. Hulu.
1: You can also find it streaming on Hulu. It really is a charming and really funny show. As we mentioned, Sean William Scott is also in it. It was co-created by Paul Feig, our pal, the, the wonderful director, writer, and sometime performer. It's a really charming, delightful show, so you should go check it out. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com, on Twitter at JordanJesseGo. Just make sure that it's not an impersonator. The way you can tell ours is real, is that it has a line drawing of a ball sack next to it. We are on Instagram at JordanDMorris and at put.this.on. That's me. I'm going to be at the uh, South Pasadena Vintage Flea Market on December 17th. So come say hi to me that Saturday afternoon in South Pasadena. Uh, it's going to be a nice time. I think that's all oh, our theme music. Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and the Light in the Attic Records. Hashtag your Jordan Jesse Go tweets. Hashtag JJHO. And you can email us at JJGO and org.
0: It's JJGO. You don't. You're just trying to drive traffic to the Hodgman podcast. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this.
1: JJG. I'm
0: not doing this work so that
1: Hodgman can get more bidet sponsorships. Send your sponsorship and membership checks to John Hodgman, Park Slope, Brooklyn. no, No, We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jessica.
2: I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.